Welcome back to Refurbished Souls. I am the host, Sister Kimmy. Today's topic is going to be my type. Now, I'm going to give y'all a few minutes to go ahead and sing out the chorus. That's my type. That's my type. All right, back to the message, because my type got me making podcasts on a Sunday morning. So my preference, I like tall men. I think all women do. Um, I like attractive men. I like well-groomed men. Now, I kept my options open, and I did date different type of men. Short, tall, light, and dark. My preferences had me attracting the same kind of man in a different body. So even though I liked tall men, I still dated shorter men. If you are attracting the same man in a different body, then you definitely need to be on this journey of growing and healing with me. One thing all of the men from my past, which we'll refer to as throwbacks, one thing the throwbacks all had in common is they couldn't give me what I needed. And now that I look back, I didn't even know what I needed. I wasn't sure of who I was, didn't know what I needed. I just know what I liked. Take some time and think about the guys you've dated in the past. Compare some of the same characteristics, patterns, and things like that. You will see that they all had a lot of things in common. just want to throw in there, when you meet somebody new, stop giving them all the details about what happened with your past situation. Just say, it didn't work out. In my head, I just feel like if they know the stuff that you dealt with in the past, they could use it against you and or they know how far they can push you and how much crap you will fall for. So keep that stuff to yourself. I'm going to just talk about these two because they were very, very, very similar in circumstance. Some of the same things that they had in common, they were both in long-term committed relationships. One was nine years, one was 10, and I did not know about either one. Next was they actually lived with their mate. Now, one of them lived with the mate, but she had put him out the prior year and he had his own place. But that place was really just like the jump off spot because he was essentially just going back to the home with her every night, except for when it was time to jump off with somebody. The other one, I had never been in his house, so I didn't know that he lived with someone. Hindsight, looking back, I know the signs were there. Another thing they had in common was their response time was not to my liking. Now that's, that's number one on my red flag list, the response time. And the communication was just overall bold. Although with one, I had more communication than with the other. Another thing was we didn't go out often. Now with the one whose house I was able to go to, you know, that would be chill time. We watched movies or he would come to my house. The other one, I think we went out once or twice, went to the mosey Wozy. He would come to my house here and there, but not a whole lot. But we didn't do the dating in public thing, which is something else on the red flag. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to Red Flags I Ignored. And they both had questionable patterns. So for the one I knew him from years ago, we initially met like 10 years ago, probably like in 07. When I say 10 years ago, I'm talking about 10 years from the time that this last run-in happened. So I think it was like 07 we met. The other one I met when I was out at a concert. He was with a group of friends. I think that night I was alone. So for the first one, I'm just going to rewind and tell you how I found out about their situations and their women. So for the first one, I mentioned last time in a podcast that I found out about his girlfriend from a Facebook post and just being bored at work, him not answering. So I'm looking for clues to confirm something. 
I had a suspicion of. Now, I did not suspect that he was in a relationship. I did suspect that he was entertaining and dating other women, which is fine as long, I think it's fine as long as you're up front and don't lead nobody to believe that you're their only love interest. So I found out about her from a Facebook post, did some research, did a drive-by, talked to the lady, confirmed that he had been in a relationship for 10 years. The other one, this is how I found out about her. Now things didn't sit well with me. There were questionable behaviors and patterns, ghosting on the weekends, ghosting early in the evening because you even got home, now you can't talk anymore. But I had got to work and I'm talking to my coworker and she was telling me about an incident with one of her friends and how they looked up a phone number and found out where somebody stayed. Now she didn't know I was going through this because you're just not comfortable sharing this with most people. So while she's telling me this, like the way our desks were situated, her back was to me. So while she's telling me this, I'm using this same site, looked up the number, found the address, text my friend like, listen, when we get off, when I get off work, we're going over there. So went over there. First, we stopped at the gas station to make sure we had enough gas, filled the tank up, went over there. As soon as we rolled past, saw his truck in the driveway. And that was, that was really the confirmation I needed. But after that, I did more research. Listen, I'm talking about research like it's a project. I looked into it more of the Facebook stuff, the address. I found out who the home owner was, which it was his girlfriend. Found her on Facebook. We happened to have one friend in common, which was a really close friend of the family. So when I reached out to that common friend, she tells me, yeah, they've been together. I think they got married. Come to find out they had not gotten married, but they were engaged at some point and was supposed to get married, but that never happened. Now, like I said, for both of them, I did not know that they were in committed relationships. Was something suspicious? Absolutely. They both told me they were single. Single, single. The first one said he's single. He did say he kind of date around, he date other women, but during our time, he did say he no longer dates any other women. So we were exclusively dating, not in a committed relationship. The other one, he told me he had broke it off with the young lady a few months before we met. That was the biggest lie, because clearly he was still living there. When it was all said and done, I talked to both their mates and I spilled everything. Well, why did you spill everything, Sister Kimmy? I told them everything because, number one, I felt bamboozled. I didn't know about them. It's not like I went in as a voluntary side chick. I was an involuntary side chick. I had no clue about what was going on in their other living situations. Another common thing with these two jokers was we went out of town together. So in my head, if we're able to go out of town, I really don't think you're in no committed relationship. Like your job doesn't send you to travel where you can, and it was on the weekend too. The one we went, we, they were both road trips, but the one we went left Saturday morning, came back Sunday afternoon, went down to Cleveland for the weekend and hung out. Another one, we went to Canada, we crossed the border. Now the weird thing is, once again, looking back, this clown, when it was time to cross, he was like, I want you to drive just to cross over. Anyway, I don't know if he felt like she can track his passport activity. I don't know, but I crossed over and then he would drive the rest of the way. One thing about the one when we went to Canada, we left Friday, came back Sunday afternoon. He left his phone at somebody's house for the whole weekend. Now prior to us leaving, I think the day or day before, he kept saying his phone was messing up, the screen was messing up. So his reason to me for leaving the phone was, so he could have his friend take the phone to get checked out. Okay, after I talked to his girlfriend, sometime after she told me that weekend, he told her he was going to Canada to do some training for GM and couldn't have his phone. Uh, I'm thinking like, this has to be the dumbest reason ever. You're not in military boot camp. I don't know of anyone that went to GM training and 
couldn't have your phone. I don't know. But that's what he told her and it worked for her. I'm gonna back up a little bit and talk about them individually. The one guy that I had known from some time before, I told y'all his response time was if he plans was falling through and that plans falling through thing is another thing on the red flags list. If the plans often fall through or they're often last minute plans that fall through, that's a red flag. I told y'all we went out of town. So when you go out of town, for me, that's like, okay, well maybe there's not anybody else because we out of town. And we would spend the night at each other's house, him at mine and me at his. Once again, if I'm able to spend a night at your house or you spend a night at mine, I really didn't think that there was a significant other. New Year's Eve came around. Now we talked about New Year's, going out for New Year's Eve prior to, and I was gonna order me this nice expensive dress, but because he kind of was iffy and never said what, he didn't have plans. He said we would do something, but never had plans. I kind of didn't order the dress, just procrastinating like I do sometimes. But I'm glad I didn't because what happened? He didn't answer his phone for hours, hours. And then about one o'clock in the morning, he finally answers with the sleepy voice. Now I didn't done the sleepy voice before, so I know how to carry it out. He said, oh, I'm not feeling well. I took some medicine. I haven't been feeling good, blah, 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 blah. Okay, here I go being all sympathetic and nurse mode kicks in. And I'm like, okay, well, what you need? I'll bring you some stuff tomorrow go to the store, get soup, medicine, X, Y, Z, whatever I thought he needed at that time, I went and got it and took it to his house the next day. Girl, that man wasn't a bit more sick. He was probably, I'm assuming, with his mate. And then, you know, you celebrate as we get older, midnight, one o'clock, that's super late for us. So he probably was able to sneak away to the bathroom and answer the call to pacify me at the time. So I don't believe he was sick at all. Valentine's Day come around. Now this year, Valentine's Day was during the week. He worked the night shift. I was working night shift too when I was still in the hospital. So during the daytime, we had planned to go out, have some lunch, and just kind of spend the day together. He calls me like, when he got off work that morning, he said, all right, I'm gonna stop at my house because my daughter's there, grown daughter. Like, I think she's probably about, I think she was about 20. He said, I'm gonna check on my daughter because she's, you know, had a, toothache or tooth surgery something of that nature so he just wanted to check on her okay hours went by and i'm like hey what's up no response hey you ding ding hi hi you there no response i think when i finally heard from him it was time for him to go back to work that thursday night so like 9 10 or something so when i heard from him his reason was you know he he went checked on his daughter and fell asleep now being that we were both working night shift I think it's just a hard shift to adjust to. So falling asleep, not uncommon. Not knowing I was just a side chick. So I got side chick Saturday. So on Saturday is when we went and spent Valentine's together. Went to the store, got me a new phone. He also gave me a new charm for a necklace he had bought me for Christmas. So little dumb self was content with that. Fast forward two months later is when I found out everything from doing my research, quote unquote. That's when I found out everything about him. Now the other one, like I said, we met at a concert. He was with a group of friends. The pattern with him was we would talk every morning on his way to work. He worked Monday through Friday at that time and so did I. So I'm up early, usually getting ready for the gym or just, I just get up early. We would talk on his way to work. We would talk on his lunch break. Probably once or twice we talked after work hours, but usually by six, no communication until the next morning definitely didn't have communication on the weekends, not consistently anyway. 
he was a big liar. Um, things he said didn't make sense. Me and this guy had met up over the weekend at his family's house. We were planning to hang out anyway, but his family was having a little get-together because I think it was the one-year anniversary since his father had passed. Now, before I got there, he told me, okay, you're going to be Kim that used to live on some street that was in the neighborhood. I'm thinking, like, why? And here my dumb butt go playing along. Okay. Good thing nobody asked me no questions about the neighborhood because I wasn't from the neighborhood and didn't know much about it. So happened, his brother I went to Mumford with, so I recognized his brother, but I think he had already put his brother up on game, so he didn't ask no questions. He just spoke, you know, we kept it moving. So of course, if I'm around your family, I'm definitely not thinking that you in some kind of committed relationship because you brought me around your whole family. That night, we end up going out to Milan to watch the car races. That's a fun thing to do too. So if you can't make plans to go out there one day, if you can. When we getting ready to leave, he like kind of pulled my arm to kind of like, oh, come on, let's go this way. Like you hiding from somebody. And I'm like, well, what's up? He like my sister and them over there and they nosy and I don't want them asking questions. Well, I kind of understood that when you're just kind of starting off or, you know, you don't count, sometimes you don't want everybody to know who you're dealing with at that time. So when he said my sister, over there and she knows the xyz i wasn't thinking nothing too deep now this couldn't have been one of the sisters that was at the house with us because we were just at the house earlier so why are we hiding from a sister who already seen me nonetheless i don't know who he was hiding from but he pulled me in a direction so whomever couldn't see me we also went out of town that's the one we went to canada we left on friday came back um sunday and he left his phone here that is just the weirdest thing but now i know why one major thing in this whole situation that was a huge red flag that I ignored was that I never went to his house. Now, he did tell me that they were separated or they had broke up. Now, I met him in August, so he told me they broke up in June, I believe. Okay. He also told me that he had moved far out, like, up by Marine City, Michigan. I can't think of the other. It's, that wasn't it, but it was somewhere far up, you know, by Port Huron, somewhere up there. So that was his, one of his reasons. Then he said, oh, you can't come to my house because I'm not going to be there long, so everything's a mess. It's boxes everywhere. And you know, as women, we don't really care about boxes being everywhere as long as we can just spend some time with our guy, right? Then another thing he said, his ex owed him some money because he helped her buy a boat or something of that nature. That was a lie. But when I talked to her later on down the line, I found out that was a lie. So anyway, he said she owed him some money and he wanted to get his money back. And he didn't want no inc uh, incident where I'm at his house and she do a drive-by and see my car and then don't give him his money back. Little dumb me, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I understand. It was all lies. He had no house out there that he moved to. He lived with this woman and had been living with this woman and was still together. From the time I met him, he was living with her in a relationship until some time after when they I, they parted ways. And I only know that because, like I said, we had a friend in common and I inquired. I just wanted to be nosy, like, what's going on? She left him. So in both of those situations, they were in committed relationships. This was not their first time cheating. Their mates already knew what it was. I said that we attract or I attracted the same man in a different body. But when I would share these stories with my mother, 
she would say, well, Kimberly, what is it? What is the lie that you keep believing about yourself that have you attracting these same type of men? Because those situations were the same exact thing. Come to find out, those people actually knew each other too. Okay, so guy number one, the one I had a longer history with, I was telling him about guy number two. Now I'm telling you about guy number two, not knowing that you in the same situation he was in. Same situation. So here's the lie I used to believe about myself. I don't deserve better. Now we talked about them, but remember, it's not about them, it's about us. So for me, I completely ignored the red flags. I was optimistic with a splash of stupidity, and I had desperate written all over my face, and they knew that. So as you reflect, as you grow, as you heal, you will see your types will begin to change. The things that's important to you in relationships will change. I want to leave you ladies with one last thing. I have an affirmation for you. It says, I attract the best into my life. I attract all good, valuable, powerful, and positive things into my life. I am attracted to kindness, fairness, respect, justice, respect for my elders, respect for my culture, respect for my personality, respect for my body, respect for myself, respect for worthiness and worth and the power to make things happen and allow things to happen. And at the end of that, I have a reflection question for you. What do I want most in life? And what am I doing to achieve it? Now you can do some journaling, use this affirmation every day. Go to the Dollar Tree, my spot, get you a small journal and a pen and start journaling. Start reading these affirmations to yourself. I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in once again. Please go like, subscribe, download, and share. Refurbish Souls. Let's grow together. Let's heal together. One podcast at a time.